630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 105 in Edmonton. By the way, we're having power surges down here at Rexall Place, so if we cut out for a minute or two, consider yourself lucky. Uh, Bob Stauffer and Mark Spector with you. Good line. Uh, Oilers now brought to you by Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money and provide true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. Again, if Brian Hall shows up from Digitex, please contact us immediately. Uh, you can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us at now at 630chat.com. It's presented by Homes by Abby, Stoffer Inspector for HRA, Horse Race in Alberta, 7,000 horses, 7,000 employed. And should mention, some guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, the right choice for a celebration of, uh, uh, for the census, with three convenient locations to serve you downtown, North Side and uh, Northgate and South Side. There you have it. Stop. Isn't it a food bank night tonight? It is, and I'm going to mention that right now. Bring Thank your stuff for the food bank and maybe bring a headlamp because the lights have gone out in here about three times this morning. <laughs> Should we tell a story? Okay, let's get the liner in for uh, Sinobis and the Edmonton Oilers encourage fans to bring non-perishable food items to the Oilers game tonight. Food items will be accepted as you enter Rexall Place, and all donations will support the Edmonton Food Bank, and all the fans that bring a donation will have a chance to win a behind-the-scenes tour with four gold tickets for the final regular season home game at Rexall Place. There you have it. We should explain. So when we, uh, on game days, rights holders, which would be Mark Spector from... Sportsnet and Ched people. Yes, Sportsnet and Ched people. So, and I've referred to, you have a new name at Sportsnet. It's not Sportsnet. It's not NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's the Connor McDavid. It it is the Connor McDavid network uh, because he's the guy to watch right now. But we have a separate availability with Todd McClellan. And it was bizarre. What were we, we were talking about something specifically about uh, the oh about the, the you know illness and injury with the team and maybe the building's yeah. cursed. The Collins says, "I don't know what's going on around here. It's like we're cursed." And then, and then the lights go out. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, it was perfect. We just we just uh, everyone's kind of quiet. Like oh man, maybe we are cursed. Uh, I mean, it was crazy. Anyway, they've been out two or three times. There's a breaker that's gone somewhere around here, and either they're yeah. working on it and intentionally putting them out, or they can't fix it. <laughs> but we've been promised that they'll well, put a hockey game on here tonight uh, without interruption. I, I guess the other possibility is maybe there's somebody that's not a fan of Stoffer Inspector on orders now. And yeah, you know well, that could be too. I can't believe that. No, I'd find that hard to believe. Now you can Me text too. us at six thirty six thirty to tweet us at orders now. You mentioned Evander Kane. Yes. Uh, you know, you had that whole situation with Dustin Bufflin last year, and they chucked his clothes in the shower. The track suit that he wore, while all the other teammates abided by team rules and wore jackets and shirts yes. and ties, he decided that he was above the team rules and consistently wore track suits everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly why one of his teammates, a.k.a. Dustin Bufflin, got sick and tired of the act and threw his tracksuit in the shower. Now continue, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, he goes and plays a game Sunday afternoon. I watched it. Uh, actually, the Sabres played quite well. And then he flew. Uh, he, t- he, yeah, he drove up to from Buffalo, right? No, so he, fl- he chartered a plane. You don't fly from Buffalo to Toronto, do you? Yeah, apparently he did. Who does that? Well, 
Vander Kane. You know? Okay, so he drives far. All right, so whatever. Who cares? So I guess there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can't... goes to the NBL circuit. That's fine. Go to the game. Go to the game. You play the day game. Go to the game at night. Go. You know, have your fun. Go out afterwards, even whatever. But drag your ass to practice the next day. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, come on. Really? Oh, listen. This and and this guy's back into the. Being a, a questionable teammate again in Buffalo, and he did it in Winnipeg to the point where they had to give up on him and moved him in a pretty sharp deal. And now Tim Murray, the general manager in Buffalo, has said, I believe in you, kid. I'm going to stand behind you. I'm giving you a chance to prove all these people were wrong. And this isn't his first incident this year. What did he do earlier in the year? Oh, there is an, an off-ice off thing that we probably shouldn't discuss. Yeah, so, oh, no, no, no. He, Yeah, we don't know if that's true. He got charged with something. Not charged. He got accused of something. Yes. Not charged. So right. whatever. The point is, it's following him around. Yeah. You know, now you're missing practice. and Can't do that. Well, it, here's what you become. This is what I think a lot of people maybe don't quite understand, is you become a bit of a coach killer when one of the good players, and even if you show up for every practice, but let's say you go out in the ice and you feel like you don't play, you don't want to play the system, you don't want to be in right position, you don't want to sell out like everyone else is selling out. Okay, that's fine. Then the guys see it on film, first of all. They see everything on film in the room now. There's no secrets, right? When you get out of the way of blocking a shot, everybody knows. You don't it. take direct routes to the puck. Right, exactly. So then the rest of the team starts to look at the coach and go, Coach, you're telling us to do these things. I'm doing every one of these things as hard as I can. I'm buying in, man. I'm a hard team player. But we got this one guy. Who never does those things. And you keep putting them on the power play, right? And you keep giving them all this prime ice time. So then the rest of the team says, well, shoot. I'm not taking a direct route to the puck either then. I'm not doing the hard things, right? I'm going to stay out a little later. I'm going to not block that shot. And it ruins your team. That's why they call those guys coach killers. Right. And you can't be, you know, you can't have that guy. You can't have him on your team or it's going to wreck your team. Yeah. Well, it's going to be... Uh... Sometimes it's purposely done by players, and sometimes they're they're not even aware they're doing it. Fair. And I always worry about, frankly, Mark, I worry more about the guy that's completely unaware and oblivious to how he is perceived by his own teammates. Fair. Like, uh, I can tell you, like, you know, I, I know there's lots of people that don't like me. There's three individuals in my house on a regular basis that remind me of that. No, but you have to be, with, with all seriousness, you, you, you have to have some sense of self-awareness in whatever you do in life, and uh, it's frustrating when you got a guy that just isn't with the program. Well, let's let's segue now to to just talk about all the people who are big Yakupov fans out there, yes. and if you ever criticize him, you get in trouble. And he has fallen into that position we've seen many times before, where his his followers say, "Play him with good players, and he'll be better." Right? Give him more opportunity, and he'll be better. Play him with a better sentiment. Put him on the power play. But his his play doesn't earn any of that, right? Right. His 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 habits don't earn any of that. His his ability to to make the right decision on the ice doesn't earn any of that. And for the first couple of years, he got a lot of that, and he didn't do much with it. And now he's at the stage in his career where Todd McCullen can't just start running him out in the top six. He can't start running him out on the top power play unit because he doesn't earn it. His play doesn't isn't commensurate of a guy getting that kind of commitment from the coach. It's just the way, it, the way it is. Yeah. I mean, you have some fans that would say, why is Mark Letestu on a power play unit and Yakupov's on a second power play? And I'm like, Mark uh, Letestu does something definable, right? 
and tangible. He wins you the face off right. so you can then begin to have a good power play. That's why he's on. He's not out there because and he's got a decent G- point G- shot. Given the context of who the Edmonton owners have in the lineup right now, Mark, uh, Neil Yakupov would not be on my first power play unit. That, that's all there is to it. Are you kidding? I'm not sure that he'd be in the lineup. If well, the- when we come back, it's 114 in Edmonton. We are going to throw a curveball at you. We're, okay? It's a tease. And this player, he's something. He's really good. 114 in Edmonton. This is Oilers now. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. Again, we don't have any update at this time on Oscar Clefbaum. Uh, he did not skate this morning. The Oilers had an optional. Uh, I'll do a reset at 150 for a potential line. There's a chance that uh, there was one of the Oilers forwards to play the other night that's ill. Um... I do not believe it to be Pouliot and Everlay, both who did not participate in the optional practice today. They, of mm-hmm. course, plan along with Connor McDavid. We should mention to you that, uh, have you ever been to the Coaldale Arena spec? Coaldale Arena, no. ATB Financial has. That's where they surprised young head coach Colby Stone and ATB Home Ice Hero with $5,000. Watch Colby's story and nominate your own hero at atb.com backslash home ice. It's a great program they got hmm. uh, going. Coldale, Alberta, and uh, lots of people got this. The home of former Alberta Golden Bear and Medicine Hat Tiger, Ben Thompson, who went on and played in the American Hockey League, scored that huge goal here in 05. I, ben Thompson was a phenom at uh, 11, 12, 13, 14 years of age. He was one okay. of those gifted little guys. But never got any bigger. Scored, <laughs> scored 40 goals in the Western Hockey League. That's, no, that's good. At that time, that was a big deal. They were not, you know, uh, mind you, Medicine had, I mean, they had Bone Easter and Lupa. They could score a bit up front. Uh, Dryden Hunt, by the way, uh, is playing with Brayden Point. Jerry Johansson will love the uh, reference to Point. He represents Point as yes. well as Ryan Getzlaff, Brent Seabrook, Carey Price, to name a few. Dryden Hunt, I saw Jason Greger's tweet today. He has four hat-tricks in his last five games with the Moose Jaw Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah. In this day and age in the Western Hockey League, that is sane. Not Some, bad. Not bad at not all. Not bad. He, he is an undrafted 20-year-old. Don't think he's going to sign. John Martin from Swift Current was the uh, big sort of free agent of the WHL, and uh, Bob McKenzie had tweeted out last week, it looks like Swift Current. Uh, John Martin might end up with the San Jose Sharks, and yes, the Oilers were in there pitching on John Martin. All right. Okay. Uh, so speaking of free agents. Yes. It is my belief that we will see the biggest free agent in the last uh, four or five years become available this summer. Steve Stamkos. Steven Stamkos. Do you think he's going to sign with Tampa Bay? Uh, I'm a little bit undecided yet. I'm thinking at this point, no, but I'm also thinking that if that team has an excellent playoff run, it could change. Sure. That's fair. You know, it can change. There, there's an old saying where there's smoke, there's fire. There's something that has there's a, some smoke going on. There's there, some no smoke doubt. going on there. Uh, and you know, it's funny. Uh, I know Elliot Friedman, who you think, uh, you know, very highly of yep. said yesterday that, uh, uh, there are some managers around the league intimidated by Steve Eisenman. I found that to be an interesting comment because, to me, Stamkos is in the power position here. He controls the fate and the destiny. Uh, of course, everybody likes to think that Toronto would be the front runners of all things. Toronto would like you. Toronto media and fans would like you to think that. I was just out in Vancouver, and someone started a rumor that Stamkos might head out there, which I never did figure out who started it, and I don't think it's true. Let me ask you this. Yes. 
Would Edmonton make any sense for Steve Stamkos? <sighs> does Connor McDavid, does he change everything? You, you'll remember that it was Steve Stamkos that said this past summer that Connor McDavid was better than he was. Mm-hmm. They played. Uh, they spent time together at the BioSteel camp, right? That's yes. Gary Roberts' camp in Toronto. Both Toronto guys. Yeah. So, sure. Um, does it sound like fun? If if my gig is to fire home pucks from the left circle, <laughs> does it sound like fun to have Connor McDavid as my centerman? Yeah. <laughs> so, in that respect, there's some history there. Sure. It's a game changer for the Oilers organization when they won the lottery and got McDavid. Uh, yeah. He has proven to be, um, well, put it this way. 30, uh, 20 games played so far. Connor McDavid has 24 points. Mm-hmm. That's the same total as another number one pick, Sidney Crosby. Yep. Eric, his first 20 games. Right. Lindros, I think, did I already mention this? The Lindros had 28 and Lemieux had 30 and 20. Yep. But actually, if you reference the scoring of the time. Right, and, and prorated or whatever. That McDavid would have actually be outproducing those guys. So he's a really good player. I think we've already <laughs> come to the point where he's. Right. If, if if things stay the same, we're we're going to be talking about him in the same breath as all those. I players. do think, for the record, Spec, I do think that ultimately uh, Stephen Stamkos is going to test free agents. Now he may resign in Tampa, but I think he's going to see what he can get out in the open market. Well, I'll tell you what. There's not to me the history of guys who leave Team A, go to free agency, and then sign back with Team A is very slim. Yeah, that's fair. Usually, that is fair. Once you hit the market, you're dealing with twenty nine. But never say never. Never say never. Sure. And if he leaves Tampa, I mean, remember, let, let's just make, for the sake of conversation, he's not going to go back to Tampa. That means that just being on a contender that might win a cup soon, that's got a lot of talent around him, uh, all of those things, being in a nice, warm place with minimal media presence, none of that stuff means anything to him at that point because he's throwing it away in Tampa. All those things are true about the Bolts, right? Yeah. They could win a cup this year. They could win the next year. They got a nice little system. I think uh, Iserman has a real good grasp on how to be a smart GM. Uh, they spend how, some money. However, they have had a little bit of drama around the team. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Martin St. Louis. Yeah, that was his little. I mean, that came was born from the Canadian okay. Olympic team. That's not fair. But. The Jonathan Duran one. That's totally to me on the agent and the player. Yeah, me too. Okay, yeah, that one's too. on the agent and the player. If I were to be a player agent, I would never recommend my player to sit. I'm sorry. No, players need to play, especially in their developmental years. But yeah, this the, is not a helping this player. No, but he's sitting right. We're now. sitting here. And Stamco still isn't signed by no, Tampa. No, that's, that's every day that passes makes you think that, um, you know, maybe there is a little bit of something going on there for sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's not. It's clearly not a, a slam dunk. That or is, he'd have been done. Right. Or he. You know, he'd have been done the way it turned. Like even Winnipeg, where they had two big fish, and I they, think they always knew we can't afford both, or we don't want to afford both, and they've made their choice. They've signed their guy, and I believe it to be true that Andrew Ladd is actively being spoken of in terms sure. of coming up at the deadline here. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Alrighty. Uh, the orders and the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, the rest of the week, the Minnesota Wild. Quick thought on Mike Yo. It had to happen. And it, I mean, he's... Can't do this every year. This guy, this guy has uh, staved off more stays of execution than, you know, like seriously. One of those guys in Texas on death row. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can't 
you can't have the massive swoon every year. He did it last year. Then remember they got David Dubnik and it yeah. turned it around. They they put together an Ottawa Senators like run and made the playoffs. That's that owner down there spent a lot of money. He's got some good he, players. He also the story goes was heavily involved in the procurement of Thomas Vanek, right? Who played at the University of Minnesota for the Yo goal. was. Are no, you saying no? The or owner. The owner. That the owner influenced that because he was a Minnesota guy. He was a Minnesota. Cause, I've never been a fan. Because uh, Vanek, we should tell a story. How about the first optional skate that they had in Minnesota? Jack yeah. Michaels was relaying the story to us with the new coach. With the new coach, yeah, John Torchetti. Vanek skipped it. He's the only player. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should show up for the first practice with the new coach. Uh, that is a t- team that's contended for long enough. It needs to get something done. Yeah. They have a good team. They spent a lot of money. I don't they, know. How, I don't know how good of a team they have. Well. Yeah. I don't. They've I, drafted all right. They have an they, okay team. They the team brought in Suter. They brought in. The uh, team we're seeing tonight, they got a good team. This team, this team's got it. This Anaheim team's a good team. So how? If the, what interests me with Anaheim is you got to get through L.A. to get out of the Pacific. L.A. plays a defined style that we all know. Then if you get through there, then you got to play probably Chicago, who has a completely different defined style that was better than Anaheim last year in the Western Final. Well, well, well okay. But they beat him in seven. Yeah, because the Ducks inexplicably moved away from the Kessler versus Taze matchup and threw Getzlaff down the middle in game seven on home ice. And well, because they got their lunch eaten in game six. What happened was Chicago was the better team through five. Uh, Anaheim was the better team through five games, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Up 3-2. They go into Chicago for game six, and Chicago stars turned it up, and and ate the lunch of Perry and Getzlaff and Kessler and those guys, won that game, and then the Ducks said, okay, we got to change something because we don't like where this is going. Got back to Anaheim. I think it was 2 nothing before the first period was out, and it was over. Mark Spector. Spec, what's the rest of your week look like here? Oh, working hockey all week next to you, Bob. Wow. Got Mini coming in. Got Colorado coming in. Trade deadline around the corner. You kidding, man? This is the best time of year to be. It's like cowboy Christmas. All right, two quick texts. So Edmonton will be making a play for Stammer. Oilers Nation will be jacked. That's not what we said. What we said is that Edmonton might make more sense than a couple other markets because the Oilers are further along the rebuild because they have a guy by the name of Connor McDavid. I think that's. I don't want to paraphrase. Is that fair? Is Edmonton better suited than Toronto? Oh, are you kidding? I would suspect that yes. If I'm Steve Stamkos looking at the two rosters. They don't have a first-line center in Toronto. Uh, John says, be nice if the Oilers did a better job uh, later in the draft. Players like Ben and Goodrow were overlooked by most teams. While every team in the league is kicking themselves in, on Jamie Ben and Johnny Goodrow. Not just oh, Edmonton, course. but the Oilers have to do a better job later on in the round. There's there's no if ands, and buts. All you about. really need are two players a year. And if one of them's your first-rounder, and in today's draft, Bob, you shouldn't miss in your first-rounder. Even if you're picking 18th or 20th, there's good players, man. So in rounds two through six, you've got to get somebody. And yeah. if you do that, you're going to have a good team. Final one, Brandon Davidson. Here's a guy drafted in the sixth round of 2010. Think there's of all of the guys. other all the other guys. They had those three picks in the second round of 2010. Now, yeah. Pitlick's still in the organization. Yeah. Exactly. Uh Curtis Hamilton's even playing hockey this year. I don't know. He's uh, not going to play. Okay. Martin Marincin is gone to the May Police. Right, plays. 48. Yeah. And then they took uh, Martindale 61st. For- so that's one of the reasons why you struggled. You had three shots in the second round, and not one of them really is a player. Right. But you did get uh, Davidson out of the sixth round. And yep. he is a guy. They, they got to get him. 
they got to get him signed. He has become an important player. Oh, they'll have no trouble. Yeah, on a him. short. I mean, he doesn't. He'd get crushed in arms. So it's going to be. They'll get it done there. They'll sign him no problem. Yeah. And he is. There's the guy you picked in the sixth round that's playing for you, like Josh Manson playing for Anaheim. Yeah. You know that's why. You know, the, just has to happen a little bit more. It's got to happen. All right. Uh, by the way, there's a couple other people that like your Andrew Ladd to Anaheim. Uh, think that's the, good philosophy. That, that's the one that makes it's the most strong. Sense. You got one. Hey, Spec, thanks for coming by, man. Pleasure. Are you going to gonna go now? Do you uh, like? Are you getting when you do Sportsnet Radio down in Calgary? Are they hooking you up down there as well? Not nearly as well as 6:30. Chad does. Well, I, actually, it's in my Sportsnet contract. I got to do all their Sportsnet well, Radio for them. Oh well, there you go. I'd like to thank Horse Racing Alberta. At a boy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Jeff Robillard and the gang over at HRA. Hmm. Seven thousand employed, seven thousand horses. When we come back, a guy that was a horse up front for the Oilers for a number of years, one of the most popular Edmonton Oilers in history, Ryan Smith. When we return on Oilers now after 6:30, Chad News weather traffic update.